brothers and sisters, I, I smile because this is just like a long time coming for me. I don't think that I would have gotten through my first two years of seminary if it wasn't for the friendship of Father Brent. Um, he, and he was truly my best friend those, those first two years that I was in Mount Angel. And um, I mean, I obviously like the spotlight a lot better than him, so I know he hates it when I point it back towards him. But, um, but I just have to call that out and just say that his friendship has been wonderful. And yesterday when we were at the Chrism Mass, just seeing, um, <laughs> it's always a little bit weird when you see the other guys who are the seminarians serving, and then you're actually like some of the priests and celebrants there. You're like, man, we've really crossed over, haven't we? And it's been a little while now. And, um, you know, Father Brent, he'd sent me a, a text not too long ago. You know how our phones are like sending us like a reminder for this, you know, I don't know, 10 years ago or however long it was. And there was a picture of we went to where I used to work at the Multnomah Athletic Club, and, and we took a bunch of the seminarians there to climb at the climbing wall. And so in that picture, it, it's very unique because every once in a while we'll share that one particular picture. There were 13 seminarians in that particular picture. Out of those 13 seminarians, three of us are priests. And it's always just this great impression on me when I look at that, because one of the things that's kind of interesting all throughout seminary and formation, and to be sure, that's exactly what was happening with the 12. They were in formation by our Lord Jesus Christ himself. And throughout that formation, um, we see a lot of different things happen. Obviously, you see a lot of men go and, and decide to leave. One of the unique things about that is some of those men who left went on to do other incredible and wonderful things. One of our best friends uh, has been working for Catholic Relief Services for like the past four or five years in Kenya. Um, other, other men that I know in the seminary, in, uh, seminary who had left um, are Catholic apologists and have, uh, you know, Catholic blogs and help out at Catholic Answers and do all of these different things. But there are some that leave because um, there's still some sort of seduction of evil in their life. Like they get pulled out, not to do something also good, but get pulled out because they're kind of still sucked in by some sort of sin in their life. One of the things that I mentioned on Palm Sunday that I'll bring up, up again is that that whole passion reading, you know, it, is filled with, with a few imposters. In fact, we're all imposters at some point in our life with one great qualification. So two of the great imposters of the story that we hear about, you know, today and one in the, in the passion is Judas. And then the other one is Barabbas. You know, Barabbas, the one that they free instead of Christ, whose name actually means bar from the Hebrew word son and Abba, Abbas from the word father. So who do they release? The son of the father. So he's a complete mockery of who Jesus is, the actual son of the Father. And then who else? Judas, who's still sucked in by sin. You know, he's there. He receives the same exact formation by Jesus as all the rest of them. But he can't turn away from it. He continues to be sucked towards the darkness and to, to, and to actually dwell there. But the one gigantic difference between the other imposter, Jesus, or Peter, who actually betrays Jesus as well, is that he goes back. That's us. That's every single one of us. Every one of us that actually repents, 
from our sin, sinful ways and actually comes back are the ones that actually make it. And that, that's what we have to do. We have to keep turning back. And I reminded you guys of a story, a personal story for me, about my walks back and forth to class in Rome, that one of the things that I used to say was that final prayer of Peter when Jesus gives him the opportunity to reconcile with him by the Sea of Galilee, asking him three times if he loves him, to make up for those three times that he denied him. And the very last thing that he says is he says, Lord, you know everything. You know that I love you. I think if we can move ourselves to say that very thing more, it'll just continue to draw us closer and closer to Christ. Lord, you know everything. You know that I love you. God bless you all.